Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hi, Soul Talk friends. Bill and I are so happy to be with you this Advent season, and we are talking today about joy and peace, and those are real gifts God gives us, and we are so grateful that we get to be a part of your life in Christ, and we pray that this Soul Talk brings you more of both joy and peace, and if it does, and you would want to donate to support the costs of producing this podcast, we would be very grateful for that. Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier is a part of the larger 501c3 nonprofit ministry of Soul Shepherding. And Bill and I do not have Soul Shepherding pay us to do this podcast. That's not why we do it. It's not about money. We do it out of a gift of love, but it but there are costs associated with it. So if it if you're joyfully able to support this work and invest in it, we would be so very grateful for that as well. Every gift goes to help pastors, missionaries, spiritual directors, ministry spouses, people like you who are serving the Lord, loving people in many different ways. Uh, you can just go to soulshepherding.org slash donate and find all the easy ways to give. It'd be a special blessing if you offer a year-end gift, even make a recurring gift that would uh, go every month to help uh, subsidize our, our operations and our ministries, which includes Soul Shepherding going to Mexico to lead retreats for pastors there who are um, uh, very low income, uh, really dirt poor. Uh, same thing in Rwanda. Uh, and uh, scholarship subsidies for uh, low-income pastors, missionaries who need help from Soul Shepherding, particularly in our Soul Shepherding Institute. And so your uh, donor dollars get stretched far in Soul Shepherding and help uh, lots and lots of people who are caring for others. So thank you so much for considering donating to Soul Shepherding. Just go to soulshepherding.org slash donate. So Bill, we had an opportunity where we were blessed to have a day with our loved ones at SeaWorld in San Diego. And as we were there, we were talking about how we were enjoying the rhythm of the day that we were having. It was unhurried. It was slow. We were all in a a state of joy, just enjoying being together, the beauty of God's creation there and the the sky, the sun. It was was nice weather, the amazing creatures that he's created there that we were getting to see up close and marvel at. And then we had just come off of a roller coaster where we had been kind of laughing and excited and experienced that high intensity stimulation of, of joy and fun at how, how it felt to be so free and moving at those speeds and sharing then that together. And then we had gone from there to into a slow, watching an animal that was just slow and calm and calming in the water, swimming in the aquarium. And, and then we were walking to a, to a show. We went to a show and we watched the orcas and the big splashes and the excitement again and the stimulation again of the show and the music and the beauty and the splashes and the amazing feats these dolphins could do and tricks and the way they respond to the trainer and and then we were ready. We were, we were feeling a little tired. We were halfway through the day here. We'd had a lot of the, the joy and the stimulation. We'd had some time to the quieting and the peace, but we were ready for lunch. 
And so as we were walking to lunch, we decided to walk where there was a, a beautiful picnic area of grass along the shore of the bay and the water and a lot of open space. And it was a quiet area at the park where you couldn't hear the screams and the roller coasters and there weren't crowds. And we were talking about how important it is in joy that we experience these rhythms of both joy and peace. And that without experiencing the rhythms of the healthy stimulation and the returning of, of calm and peace, we really can't maintain a state of joy. And we see this in little kids, like you have liked with our little grandkids and our children, you like to play with them what you call rough and tough, or you're rolling on the floor, playing chase, screaming, ah, tackle, throwing them in the air. It's very joyous. It's bonding. There's a lot of energy. But if you overdo that too much, it becomes tears because they need to return to a state of peace and calm. And when there's a rhythm there of the cuddles, the calms, the reading a book, a slow activity, a calming activity, the rhythm of a walk or pushing a swing, with the excitement of the place, the play and the stimulation, that's when we maintain the joy the whole time we're with them and, and engage with them. But if, And that's true for us as adults. We still need that combination of the, the high stimulation of the new, uh, the intense, combined with the coming back down into a place of peace, safety, comfort, rest. Yeah, and so a lot of what you're saying is goes back to our podcast on um, limits and love, that less is more. And so what we experience there at SeaWorld, and we've experienced that before at Disneyland, especially when our kids were little and we, we had uh, passes that were quite cheap in that day <laughs> compared to now, and we would uh, go to Disneyland. We, we learned that the less is more principle, and we learned this balance of, yeah, the exciting, stimulating uh, roller coasters and and activities that that are really fun that that's wonderful and and special. But then we need to balance it with uh, making a, a picnic blanket out and waiting for the parade to come and just calming down and then enjoying the enjoying the parade. But instead of hurrying from thing to thing, I'm gonna get all my money's worth. I'm gonna do all this stuff, and it's like more, 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 more excitement, more excitement that just will, will exhaust us and create stress and conflict. And that's really a, a great analogy for the holiday season. Mm -hmm. I mean, for all of life, but especially these, these times of the holidays like we're in now, because there more stuff gets fit in. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's all good, but it, it's more gatherings and celebrations and uh, more presents and, and cooking together. And uh, so we're, we're going more places and we're, we're prone to be uh, speeding down the, the highways and freeways and rushing and honking and cutting in front of people or other people are, and we're getting angry. And, and it, it, it's like, whoa, if we don't find some places to slow down and find that shalom, the, the exciting stuff, the fun stuff, the happy stuff, the joyful stuff is going to end up being stressful. And so we actually get more joy by doing less. Mm -hmm. And balancing the stimulating, happy things with the calming, peaceful, relaxing, slow, even boring times. Yeah, and that it really got created us this way, even with the rhythms. He gives us a light and dark and our need for sleep and to, to stop and to eat and some of those things. But we live in a world today that just totally disrespects that and just wants to give us stimulus all the time. 
oftentimes it's hard for us. I was very grateful at SeaWorld that there were places we could find to calm because oftentimes at places nowadays, you can't get away from the loud music and the crowds and the video stimulation. And it's very hard to find places to be able to, to do the calming, the connecting, the resting that we need to be able to return to joy. It's always so interesting to me too that whether it's at uh, an amusement park or a shopping center or just walking through a city, but you have to look for these places that are beautiful and peaceful and quiet because they're, unless you're in the country, they're not normally that plentiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so when we find them, there's usually not many people there, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which helps, of course, make it just more relaxing. But there's a sadness in that. It's like, well, it's such a small fraction of the people that seem to take the break to enjoy the beauty. Yeah, you you commented that on SeaWorld. You said, look at this picnic area. There's like only a few people here with all the thousands of people in the amusement park today. Yeah. Tens of yeah. thousands of people around us at the amusement park, yeah. and there's less than a dozen. Yeah. Now, there were a few other places where yeah. that you could do that, so I'm sure there were some dozens of people relaxing. Of course, people were having their meals and things, and uh, it's fine to have a meal in a restaurant, and we, we were prepared, and so we had a picnic, which I think made it more, more relaxing. Uh, but we, we missed that. And the other way I see this is that uh, as Christians, we... We all want to learn, we want to grow, especially if we're really earnest about this and committed to Jesus, especially if we're serving the Lord in leadership, church leadership, pastors, missionaries, uh, others. We go to conferences to learn more. It's a great thing to, to, to do that. And But yet, there's a different way to learn, which is to go on a retreat. And people flock to the conferences, but they trickle in to the retreats. But there's really a special kind of transformation that's open to us in the retreats. And that's why in Soul Shepherding, we don't actually lead conferences. Now we speak at other people's conferences because they're, they're, it's a good thing. It's a great way to learn and network and be with people. But there is something really wonderful and, and deep and healing and transformational and unforgettable about an immersive retreat. And that's why in Soul Shepherding, in our institute, we do five-day retreats and Christy, we just experience this time and again. And of course, we're so blessed because we get to lead 10 of these in a year and we do it as participant leaders. So we get, uh, we, we have some exciting, uh, inspiring, uplifting, happy joy times. Uh, and then we have uh, lots of space we call a TLC time for to love Christ. And these TLC times are like open space and it's quiet, it's calm and you can take a nap or you can... Take a walk or sit in a park or have a soul talk with a friend in a corner or meet with a spiritual director and you get five hours every day and we set everybody up for this. But people, and you and I, we like really enjoy that that rhythm. And it just is occurring to me as we're talking, it's like that's like a great example of the, the balance of joy and shalom and uh, going back and forth. Yeah, and we see this every retreat, and it, it just brings me so much joy to see people's joy increasing as the week goes on. Each day their joy increases in a way that it's very visible, and it's palpable in the room, too, as we all are increasing in our joy, being together in these rhythms that are so healthy for us. And certainly Jesus Jesus practiced these rhythms. We see this where he withdrew for rest 
and the crowd the disciples are saying but but the crowds need you everybody's asking where you are or where you were and uh, even was one of the things that we see a lot the surprising amount portrayed even on the chosen series that's so popular right now there's a lot of times where the disciples don't know where jesus is mm-hmm. and you know he doesn't seem too worried about that he he seems to be able and you often in your easy yoke book you identified how jesus spent a lot of time even walking and that that's a, that can be a, a part of the shalom or sitting by the lake at lake sea of galilee different areas where it was built in to him getting the rest that he needed, even though he only had three years in a sense to prove he was the Messiah and save the world and establish a church and all of the importance of his mission. Yeah, and so it's, it's a beautiful thing to really study and learn and practice the rhythms of Jesus. And so that's really what we're talking about uh, for all of us this Advent season in uh, balancing the exciting fun times with the calming, relaxing times. Uh, balancing joy and peace. And uh, so it's it's a journey of returning to joy and peace because we will we'll lose the experience mm-hmm. of that yeah. just in the course of our days, our work, uh, the stresses of life. And we're not always going to feel joy and peace. Right. So we need to return to it. Uh, and as we are on this journey, we, we come to discover that, well, actually joy and peace aren't just only emotions anyway. They're actually attitudes and bodily states and relational connections and choices. And so all that's involved and we, we can, we can uh, choose to uh, tr- and participate in trainings that help us become the kind of person who is able to balance joy and peace and able to return to joy when we've lost joy, return to peace when we've lost peace. And these are marks of spiritual and psychological health and so I just love the fact that in our institute retreats, we get to really immerse in this together. And we have this Jesus balance of time uh, in solitude and silence for, for, uh, for rest, for peace, for taking a nap. And then we have time together that's, that's inspiring uh, and there, there's laughter and we're, we're part of a community and it's uplifting and, and exciting. And so we're, you know, we're time over meals where it's, you know, so everybody's talking and they're so happy to be together and sharing stories and everything. And oh, this is what I did during my TLC time and this is what I did. And people are, you know, really building friendships. But, but then you get time later where you get to be alone or in a quiet corner and, and instead of, getting away for a couple of days and when I just begin to relax, like I have to go back to everything. It's like, no, let's stay longer. And so we make it five days long. And during these days, let's unplug from our email and our normal responsibilities. Let's just be all in with Jesus together. And this is how Jesus lived. He was in this balance. He spent a lot of time with people. Some of it was at parties and it was exciting. And, and he, was, he was out and about with uh, ministering to people and teaching and healing. And there were crowds, throngs of people, you know, people shouting. And it was very uh, adrenalizing. But then he would get away, either alone or maybe with just Peter, James, and John or just a few of his disciples and, and women involved with Mary and the others and just relax together. Have a quiet meal. Have, have a quiet conversation. We need that, that flow. In the research, the psychological, the neurological, biological research, the relational research, all supports this, that we need both for joy, that we need both the time away, alone, and we need the time of relational engagement, 
both are needed and too much of of one without and a deprivation of the other both will will really severely affect our level of joy yeah so if we're like too much into the calming things particularly if the calming is as a disengaged or vegging out in front mm-hmm. of the TV or mindlessly scrolling on social media, uh, these kinds of things, then it actually gets depressing. Yeah. Or if we're isolated, if we're yeah. isolating and we have too much solitude that's not a healthy solitude, it's, it's an isolation. Avoiding. We're mm-hmm. avoiding people, mm-hmm. avoiding opportunities, responsibilities, mm-hmm. avoiding life, and uh, that's depressing as well. Mm-hmm. But if we uh, are engaging with, with the Lord, with uh, works of love that we can do, with people that we care about, with, with learning, uh, with uh, beauty, uh, with caring for children and these kinds of things, that, that's, uh, there, there's going to be joy in that. But if we overdo that, we're going to get overstressed and we're going to get exhausted and because there, there's going to be some stress, there's going to be conflict and disappointment, as we've been talking about in the series, and so we we need that we need that balance. And so if we get too much activity, we're probably going to have a problem with anxiety. If we get too little activity, we're probably going to have a problem with depression. But if we're healthy in the balance, we can flow in the fruit of the spirit, living in love and joy and peace and patience kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And this is the uh, Holy Spirit food. This is the, the fruit that feeds us and the people around us because it's, these are the, the signs of God's presence. And God's always present with us. And that's what we're celebrating uh, in Advent is that God came in Jesus. And, and God, Jesus will come back again. And we'll, we'll all be in heaven together serving God and beauty and glory and love and just totally saturated. Talk about the uh, immersive experience of God's presence. I mean, it's going to be like overwhelmingly beautiful and wonderful uh, and, and forever in heaven. And so, but we, God is always present and we're celebrating that, but we can neglect to savor it. And it's in the balance of the, the excitement and the calm and really ultimately the joy and the peace. That's where the savoring is. And that's where our relational centers are on. And there's actually centers in our brain that are relational and, and for, for feeling and for empathizing and being considerate of people and having conversation and lingering in the conversation over a meal and and so it's such, the blessings of life are always in these moments. And so, friends, we don't want you to miss the moments of your life. And especially in this Advent season, this Christmas season, the holidays, uh, times with family, with friends at church, to just pause and just take a deep breath. Just savor the moment. Just to realize, ah, God is here, and this is good. I want, I, I want to be alive now. I want to be in this experience. And so often we, we rush through things, and it really helps me when I just, during the course of my day, do what I just did right there, and just, okay, I'm, I'm here right now. I want to be here with you. Uh, this is a blessing instead of thinking about, oh, it's going to be better 
do this, or I got to get through this because it's difficult, or oh, this is stressful. It's like, no, this is my life, and it's uh, my life on earth is passing by, and uh, this Christmas season is going to pass by, and so we need the discipline of savoring, of finding joy, finding peace, and that's that's the best life. Jesus, thank you that you are our love, our joy, our peace, our hope, that you are our all, and it's you that we celebrate in this season when you came to us to teach us, to train us, to to bring us in to this relationship of deeper intimacy with you and your Father and your Spirit. And I pray for our listeners, Lord, that you would help them to respond to your invitations to enter your rhythms of grace. Lord, for any of our listeners who you would be inviting to join us on retreat this year to to come away, to experience these rhythms of grace in community, we ask that you would speak to them, guide them, provide for them as well in that. In Jesus' name, amen. So Bill and I are excited as we are approaching 2024. We'll be starting a new cohort of the Social Shepherding Institute and our spiritual direction training with our first retreat of that new cohort being our spiritual formation retreat in Phoenix, Arizona, actually Scottsdale, Arizona in March. And we'd love to see you there. We'd love to have you join us or to, to jump into one of our other cohorts and another retreat in your area. We have them on the, the West Coast, the Central of America and the East Coast. So might look at your calendars, go to soulshepherding.org under Institute, or go on retreat and look at the dates and see if, if the Lord might be inviting you to make space in your calendar this year to come away with him. We always have another Soul Shepherding Institute retreat coming up right around the corner. Every retreat, uh, we have usually 30 to 40 people with us and we always have some people, it's their first time. You don't have to do them in order. Uh, so Uh, you're always welcome. Everybody feels welcome. You make new friends. And most people that do one retreat go, I want to do all of them because it really is a tremendous blessing and life-changing. So we hope to see you there. Just go to soulshepherding.org slash institute. You'll see it right there on our homepage. Uh, You can come on retreat with us. It'd be so fun to, to meet you and share that experience with you. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 